to start recording like this. <laughs> it would help you be further from the mic. Yeah, actually, you know what? Let's because you can't instinctively lean no, closer. No, I, I literally can't. Actually, we'll until try your this. legs fall asleep. Well, no, because I don't think they will if they're not. Okay, let's yeah. try it. Okay, we, we need to get started. Yeah. So, I'm ready. Yeah, you gotta start it. Oh, I'm Alex. I'm Paige. And you're listening to the, the Chooseleds. Um. Okay. So, um, this episode. I'm going to be in charge. Um, I've done extensive planning. And um, Alex was just going to chill in her very comfortable position over there. (laughs) Is this rude? Is it rude? I'm texting the person back to say I can't talk. I figured. It's just like... I've got the dock up, ready to start talking. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. I'm laying down. You're like down texting. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, please. Perfect, thank you. I don't have time right now to read through it, but, but I'll get back to you. By all means, finish what you're doing. I'm glad you're what? comfortable. Not that was not like <laughs> that was not like being like I'm so uncomfortable. Guys, no. you don't know this, but my legs fall asleep every single time we record. And so we're gonna try something new because you still haven't. Oh look, there goes the train again. Found you you still haven't um, seen a doctor. Yeah, figured out what was happening. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I'm good. we both know the story of the Radium Girls. Yes. To different degrees. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to explain. And so I think, ex- like, we can start talk about how we heard about it, and then, like, you say what you remember. <laughs> okay. Like, if you can exclude what anything I've been texting you lately. Radium Girls. I was first introduced when, um, Paige's dad. Do we just call him Paige's dad? Yeah, we can just. Yeah. Okay. Paige's dad is a teacher and at his high school he's also the theater director or heavily involved what's the um i don't know like when he gets paid if he's listed under the director i believe but he literally just does everything like okay that's not true there are lots of other people who are involved but like he's like in charge of the theater um so anyway his high school yeah um he just he was putting on radium girls which is a show um i think it's just a show i don't think it's musical but maybe it's, it was and i don't it remember. was not a musical um and there's a couple other um radium girl shows that are different from the one that we saw but i believe they're all just plays like i don't think any of them are musicals okay. and also i think that might have been the first show that we saw together or one of the first it was like it was very first. early on yes it was this was I want to say it was the second or third. Anyway, so we went and I went with her family and we saw it and we were on the stage and there was a girl that you knew who was playing the main person um, and then it was all old timey and they worked in a shop and licked paint off of paint brushes while they painted, I think it was clocks. And it made a glow in the dark, and then also made them glow in the dark and die. Uh, and then they were, like, livid because they were dying. They're like, what the heck? We're dying. Your fault. And they're like, um, business. You women need to go back and finish your painting. We businessmen are gonna do our business. 
I think almost all of them except for one died in the sh- in the show. Or maybe all but one survived. I do not remember. It has <clears throat> been a while. Yeah. That I think is a very um <laughs> comprehend like if there was a clock to quote to quote to 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 quote our former youth pastor. Yeah. If this episode had to be turned into a tweet that was oh. definitely way longer than it. Yeah. But but that was like the like very shortened gist of yeah. what the episode is going to be about yeah. or two episodes. But you'll know you'll know in the title. Know. Yeah. You'll we'll know, know after we know. Yeah, we'll, we'll know, know first. first. You'll know in the title. We don't yeah. know right now. The show was very very good. The story was really interesting. But then I kind of like not forgot about it, but like okay, it was a show whatever. I moved on. Mm-hmm. Then for my birthday you got me a book. Yeah. It is called The Radium Girls. The, Which you can oh, see in our... Um, if you go to our YouTube channel, The True Sleuths... Oh, yes, um, yes. In our most recent video, mm-hmm. you can see... Yes, you can see me looking at it mm-hmm. and then being excited to read it. Yep. Um, anyways, uh, the title is The Radium Girls, The Dark Story of America's Shining Women. It's by Kate Moore. Um, I... Was excited to read the book, but then summer happened and things got crazy. One time recently when I went home, I remember that I had it and brought it back to school so that I could read it at work. And it was incredible. Um, I like I was texting Alex along the way as mm-hmm. I was getting infuriated. So I was thinking, I was like, you know what? This story would be really good because we have a crazy huge fan base and they yeah. all need to hear the story because more people need to hear the story. So why not start with them? Oops. Um, okay, so then I sat down with the book um, over this past weekend and pulled out some of the key facts. Like I literally went, it's broken down in a way that was very easy for me to do this, but I literally just went through and like, wrote dates and everything and made this whole long document um and then I condensed that into a shorter version of that <laughs> for this 10 page document you know <laughs> no yes, big deal just a small little 10 um it's single spaced um so <laughs> there's um a lot that I had to leave out and I know 10 pages is sounds like a lot but the book is 400 pages so when you think about it that way you know you did great I I condensed it well and um but a lot of the stuff that I left out, like, I think it's also really important. I just wanted to, like, boil this down to the very just... Digestible. Basic, yeah, basic things of what happened. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend reading the book, doing more research. Um, at the end of the episode, I do have um, a couple of online things that I found. They will also be linked in the show notes. Um, so make sure to check those out because I thought they were pretty interesting. So I'm going to go through the story chronologically. That's how it's presented in the book, and that's how I decided made the most sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was debating that because it goes back and forth between two different towns. Mm. And so it will be a year, and there will be multiple things in different towns. And so I tried to keep it like, here's everything, uh, here's everything that happened in this town in this year, and then in this town in this year. Okay. So. It might get a little confusing. There's also a lot of names, and I left out some of the names because I, it was getting confusing, but um, you might get confused. Some okay. Three of the people have the same name. Oh. So. Okay. 
we will try to get through this as best as possible. Sometimes I included first and last name to keep people um, distinct, but... And yeah. I would like to say one more thing. Um, we had said going into this that we're going to try to do our best at, like, a crime junkie Oh, yeah. Thing. We're so, huge fans of crime We junkie. are. And so that was kind of, like, as I was writing this, that's kind of what I was thinking and doing and writing it in a way that I could just read this and make an episode. Yeah. But... I'm Brit. Yes. Um, and so how this is going to go then is I am going to read this and then Alex is going to, like, interject. Yeah. With when you have thoughts. Which you should all go and listen to Crime Junkie. Yes, you should. I know most of you probably already do just because I know who you are, but... We have a junkie. crazy huge fan base. We don't know what they listen oh, to. you're right. We don't. But you should listen to you Crime listen Junkie. To if, you're a, if you're a fan of true crime, they're really awesome. The next thing is... Um, I think people's ages are very important, specifically the girls, and so I included those when they were included in the book. Um, um, and then money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money involved. And the book did a really interesting thing. It provided, like, how much the money was back then. So, like, if there was something that was $5,000, it said $5,000, but then it also had, like, it translated it to what it would be today. So, I just used today's equivalent. Got it. So, some of the numbers are kind of oddly specific, but that's because, like, they were nice round numbers in the 1900s. Got it. Like, early 1900s. Okay. Now, they are strange, but that just is what made sense. So, let's get into the story. Oh, also with names... Um, first names are pretty easy, last names are not, so I apologize to these people's families for completely butchering your names. So, um, the story starts in 1917. February of 1917, um, Catherine Schwab, okay, we'll go with that, um, she began working at the Watchdial factory. It was owned by Radium Luminous Materials Corporation, um, so... They painted watches, not clocks. But there were other factories that painted clocks. There was a clock there that was he a, had... There was a giant clock that glowed. Yeah, on his... Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. I didn't mean that they were painting clocks. I meant... Okay. Like yeah. a wristwatch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Catherine was 14 at the time. Dang. Um, and so, this was in Newark, New Jersey. Um, and she was a dial painter. The founder of the company was... Here we go. Sabin von. Okay. Oh, German. Sabin von Sahaki is what I'm gonna say because it's S O C H O C H Y. It's not Sachaki. I know it's not that. Okay. So I'm gonna go with Sahaki. Um, but anyway, so this dude, um, invented um the paint that was used, and he studied under Marie and Pierre Curie. Uh, it was Marie's birthday yesterday, so. Happy birthday. Um, I also like did a research presentation on her in fourth grade. Anyways. Um, the curious cautioned the use of radium for more than just targeting tumors, which was its initial purpose. And Von Sahaki lost the tip of his left index finger due to radium, but no one told the public. Um, so, being a dial painter, it paid good money. It was about $370 a week. Um, the girls were paid per dial that they painted. Um, at the time, a lot of the girls were dial painters. That was a really common job for them to have. They painted the faces of watch dials with luminous paint that was made with radium, which is what made it glow. Um, And the point was that they would glow in the dark. 
Also at the time, radium was highly praised as a cure for just about everything. There were songs about radium. There were musicals about radium. Um, A whole bunch of companies claimed to sell products that had radium in them. Like, everyone wanted radium, and it was, like, the magic substance. It's giving lead. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So then, to paint the numbers on the dials, the girls used camel hair brushes. They were very fine, like, they only had, like, a few hairs in them, but they spread apart easily. And so, the girls used a technique that was called lip pointing, and they stuck the brush in their mouths to, like, get the hairs, like... (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, To get back to a fine point. And a lot of the girls were hesitant at first to, like, you know, stick a brush with paint on it in their mouths. Um, but there were other girls in the company executives, they were like, the pain's harmless, it's cool. And they were like, okay. <laughs> um, so then in April, um, the U.S. entered World War One, and the demand for glowing watches skyrocketed. So then, um, a new plant opened in Orange, New Jersey, and the company shut down the old one. Um, and so all the girls from Newark were transferred to the new plant, and they were really excited to work there because they got to contribute to the war, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So... Um, a whole bunch more girls were also hired. So here we go with a list of names. We have Grace Fryer, Irene Corby, Edna Bowles, who was 16, Albina Magia, who was 21, Molly Magia, who was 19, and Ella Eckert. So just like at the old plant, the girls were taught to lip point. Um, and then when the paint would harden on their brushes, they cleaned it off with their mouths as well. They had little dishes of water. Um, but they weren't really effective at cleaning the brushes and just, like, made the hairs go apart again, and so they had to stick it in their mouths eventually. So then, the fall of 1917, Quinta Magia, who was 16, and Adelaide Fryer joined the company. So, the company started to get concerned with the girls wasting the paint, um, by putting it in their mouth. Oh my- No, not by putting it in their mouth, sorry. By wasting the paint, by putting it in the, um, in the water- And so they took the water away, and so now all the girls were forced to use their mouths to clean the brushes. Um, And also, because they were stingy at the end of the day, the girls all got, like, put in a room, and they were brushed down so all the radium particles would fall off, and then they were swept up to use for paint the next day. Seriously? Yes. Jeez. Um, But this didn't really, like, remove everything. And so the girl's skin and clothes would glow as they walked home, which made them pretty popular because they were glowing and everyone thought that was cool and they were jealous. Um, however, some of the girls started experiencing weird reactions to the paint. And so weird. Jeez. Who would have guessed? Radium was a cure for everything. It was, like, really cool back then. Yeah, it cured for life. Um, so, um, one day, suddenly, Catherine broke out in pimples, and she decided to consult a doctor because it was very out of the blue. The doctor asked if she worked with phosphorus, as you you mentioned earlier, um, because that was known at the time to be a poison, and her blood looked abnormal, um, but she was like, I don't know what's in the paint. Probably from the Match Girls. Perhaps. Probably, because the Match Girls was, like, a real thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, so then, along with some of the other girls, Catherine confronted, um, her manager, which was Mr. Savoy, um, who was like, I'm not dealing with this, and went to the company executives and founders, which were Von Sahaki and George Willis. They told the girls there was nothing to worry about, um, because the quantity of radium in the paint was so small that it couldn't hurt them. Um, and then, so, they kept going on with their lives, and as winter approached, a lot of the girls got married and left the plant, but they were very quickly and easily replaced by more girls, um, and also women, 
no, they were not all young. Um, so this included Sarah Melefer, who was 28. So next year, 1918, um, the radium business boomed and more girls were hired throughout the year. Um, this included Jane Stalker, Helen Quinlan, and Irene Rudolph, um, who was Catherine's cousin, and she's 16. Also, Arthur Roeder was hired as the company's treasurer. One day in October, Von Sahaki was walking through the plant and passed by Grace's workstation, saw her lip pointing, and told her to stop because she was going to get sick. And so Grace was like, uh, what the heck? And went to the forelady, who was Mrs. Miss Rooney, and Miss Rooney said there was nothing dangerous and told her to get back to work. Wait, wait, so who, who told her she could? Von Sahaki. Who invented the paint and was one of the founders of the company. Interesting. And this was the first time he stepped foot in the plant? Like, was this the first time he saw any of them stick it in their mouth? Or mm, I, I don't think it was clear on that. Interesting. Okay. 1919, um, the girls were given cloths to clean the brushes with instead of their mouths, um, but that wasn't effective, and the girls went back to lip pointing. Because it was what they knew, and it was what was easy, and I mean, like... They're like, this is stupid, I'm not gonna use a cloth. Well, and also, like, they were paid per, per dial, and yeah. so they're gonna do whatever is the fastest. So, despite the war being over, there was still a high demand for luminous watches, um, and so that was great for the company, but Catherine was very not great. Um, she started feeling tired more often, her legs were stiff, um, but she just attributed it to working so much. Right. So then 1920, uh, the company implemented in-house watchmaking studios, um, which decreased the amount of, like, people who were needed at the actual factory, and, um, so that... So they would have the paint at their house? Yeah, I didn't really understand, like, I was, I reread this section a lot, because I was trying to figure out, like, how to explain it, but I think, like, there, like, you would, like, go to someone's house and, like, do it there. Oh. Or, or, like, people, I don't know. Like, work from home? Maybe. But, like, okay, sorry, you're probably going to get into it. I was just going to say, so then did their family start to get sick from that? Or um, No, so the girls weren't working from home. The, oh. Like, the girls were. So the the studio couldn't afford to keep all the girls hired. All right. And so a lot of them were, because the studio itself was running on a part-time basis. Okay. And then they were, like, maybe they were, like, things that got sold. And so, like, you literally just, like, bought it and painted your own watch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think. Okay. Um, but so, Helen and Catherine both left the studio. Um, Grace did as well. She got a job at a bank. But a lot of the girls did remain at the plant, and they started feeling tired, run down, those same kind of things, um, and left because of it. Mm-hmm. One of these girls was Hazel Vincent. Um, she started losing weight rapidly. Her jaw ached. Um, but the doctor said nothing was wrong, and it definitely wasn't due to the radium. Mm. Um, in November, more girls were hired at the factory because everyone was leaving, um, and Catherine was asked to come back to teach them how to paint the dials using the lip-pointing technique. Oh. In the summer of 1921, Willis, who was one of the company's founders, sold Von Sahaki's share of the company to Roder, who was the treasurer. Okay. Um, and Roder was like, get out of here, so he ousted Von Sahaki and Willis, making himself the president, and he renamed the company... United States Radium Corporation, which I will hereby refer to as USRC, because that's faster. In October, Molly Magia, um, she had gotten a tooth pulled due to a toothache, um, but the hole was sore, wasn't healing, Mm. Um, so she made an appointment with Dr. Joseph Neff, 
um, who treated her for a common inflammatory disease, but she did not get any better. Um, Dr. Neff kept removing teeth that were causing her pain, but the wounds never healed. Her pain didn't go away, um, and it spread to her hips and feet. And basically, the more that he tried to help, the worse that she got. At first, my first reaction is, oh my gosh, these people are all so slimy. But I guess if you don't know and if it's like, like everybody thinks something is good and not a problem, then they're like, oh no, like that's not it. Like, we know that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then it's actually not. So I guess if the doctor's doing everything that they can and just don't know the root cause, then that makes sense why it's making mm-hmm. it worse. Because, like, my instinct reaction was, well, that's a terrible doctor, but... But again, and, like... you don't know... You don't know, and, like, this was a very new... New Like, thing. phenomenon that was happening, so, like, there wasn't a lot of things, and that's what um, I'll get into in a second. Because it's, like, slow... Like, you have to be exposed to it more, more than mm-hmm. once, or a lot at one time yeah. for you to see anything, so, of course... If they're like, oh, well, we've been using radium for years and nothing bad has happened. Well, yeah, because it's slow. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, So 1922 um, is now the year. Um, In February, newspapers proclaimed that radium could be eaten and might even increase your lifespan. Um, So just continuing the radium's great. Um, Dude, this was 100 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, wait till we get to the part that was not 100 years ago. Great. Okay, keep going. Um, meanwhile, Dr. Neff finally concluded that Molly was suffering from something similar to phosphorus poisoning, which was much more well-known, and, um, phosphorus poisoning is, presents itself very similarly to radium poisoning, Mm -hmm. and so that's what, I mean, that's what the doctors knew, so that's what they assumed it was, um, and if you remember, Catherine's doctor in 1917 said the same thing. Yes. Just because that's what everyone thought. So, Dr. Neff went to USRC, um, asked for the formula of the paint to figure out if it had phosphorus in it, but they were like, mm, no. Um, and t- but they told him, it doesn't have any phosphorus, which is true. Uh, Molly eventually quit her job. In May, she returned to Dr. Neff's office, and during her examination, a portion of her jawbone broke and fell out of her mouth, followed by her entire lower jaw. Jeez Louise! Um... Also, I will take the moment here to say the book describes some things in rather graphic detail that I have not described in graphic detail. Um, And I apologize if any of these things are disturbing to people um, because it is kind of gross. It makes me think of, like, when I was shown photos of, like, chew, like, when people get jaw cancer from chew. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Gross episode warning. We should. Yeah, should have said that. I should have put that in my notes for the beginning. Yeah. But anyway, so in June, uh, Molly was tested for syphilis because that must be oh, what right. she has. Um, it came back positive, and so they were like, "Well, that's why she's in pain." Throughout the summer, Molly's condition continued to get worse. Um, it was really painful. Then finally, on September twelfth, nineteen twenty-two, Molly died at age twenty-four, and her death certificate said that her cause of death. Death was syphilis. Guys, that's my birthday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A hundred. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's been a hundred years since she died. Yeah. Wow. Um, so now we're going to go to a new town. It is 800 miles away in Illinois. Um, so this is where we're going to start flipping back and forth a lot, but I think I have put it in a way that it will make sense. The same month that Molly died, Radium Dial Company um, opened in Ottawa, Illinois. Um, and was hiring girls to be dial painters. The president was Joseph Kelly. 
He hired Catherine Wolfe, who was 19, Charlotte Nevins, who was 16, and Mary Vicini, who was 13, among a whole bunch of other girls. They were all taught the lip-pointing technique. Um, and then the Reeds, um, who were a married couple, were in charge of the girls. And Mrs. Reed joyfully ate the radium paint to prove it wasn't poisonous and encouraged the girls to paint on their skin and clothes. Wait, that was in the show, wasn't it? No. Or did Mm. you just tell me about it? No, I think I just told you about it because the show focused um, on the orange plant, not in Ottawa. Okay. That's what I thought because I thought I remembered the name Catherine. Was that in it? Yeah. Well, there's a Catherine in both. Oh. Everyone, mostly the girls who didn't work at the plant, but everyone was so jealous of the girls who did work there because they would come home glowing and, like, again, super cool. Everyone was like, oh my gosh. So back in Orange, Irene Rudolph began seeing Dr. Walter Berry because she had been having tooth pain and no other dentist had been able to figure out what was wrong. Dr. Berry removed Irene's diseased teeth and jawbone as needed, but it only seemed to make her worse. What? Imagine that. Um, in December, Irene was admitted to the hospi- hospital, and she started making the connection to Molly, and she mm. died a few months before, but, like, she saw that there were similarities. Helen and Hazel were also having tooth issues, um, and then a doctor at the hospital reported that Irene had phosphorus poisoning, mm-hmm. which is incorrect, but it did launch an investigation into USRC. Okay. Um, and the vice president of the company, who is Harold Veet. How do you pronounce DT? DT? DT. Just T. Just Vit. 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 Okay, Vit. Or Vit. Um, so he, I don't know. he told the inspector um, that the girls had been told not to lit point, which is not true. Because oh. if you remember, Catherine was hired specifically to, to teach, teach the them. girls how to do it. But he was like, yeah, we told them how to do it, but they're just doing it anyway. He's a jerk. Okay. We should make him lick the paint. Yeah. Um, so, 1923, at Radium Dial, so we're back in Illinois, um, Peg Looney, Marie Becker, Francis, and Marguerite Lasinski, Ella Cruz, Mary Duffy, Ruth Thompson, Sadie Prey, Della Harveston, Inez Corcoran, Helen munch i think i think i mistyped it um and pearl Payne were all hired they were basically given free reign of their floor and for fun some of them would paint their eyelashes lips eyebrows basically every single part of their face then go into the dark room mm. and look at each other for fun and like they would paint mustaches on each other like yeah it makes it sense. was like <laughs> it was just fun like if you can go paint glow in the dark paint on your face like of course yeah in the fall charlotte quit her job um, but she was quickly replaced by olive west Meanwhile, in Orange, um, Inspector Lillian Erskine was making her report, and she said that Irene and Hazel's cases were just coincidences, had nothing to do with the radium, Um, but the paint was still sent to be tested for phosphorus. And, this is a hard name, Dr. Martin Zamatolsky. Let me see the name. Zamatolsky. Oh. Oh, sorry. Zamatolsky? Like just silent S? I think it goes to the Z sound, yeah, but I think it also depends on um country. Yeah. I think this is the last time he is in the story, so um but this doctor cited a lot of articles that discussed the harms of radium, 
um, to back up his claim that radium was the problem. Yeah. Go off. Um, and his inspection of the paint revealed that it contained no phosphorus, and therefore it had to be the radium. Um, but everyone was like, mm, whatever. Um, so Grace Fryer had two teeth removed, experienced inflammation, her back and feet were growing increasingly sore, as, you know, everyone else. Um, on June 3rd, Helen Quinlan died, um, and it was determined to be from a bacterial disease. Irune Rudolph died on July 15th at age 21. The same month, um, Quinta was getting treated for rheumatism. Um, she was feeling pain in her bones. In November, Catherine Schwab, so this is the New Jersey Catherine, um, she felt her mouth aching and immediately went to see Dr. Barry, who, um, if you remember, treated her cousin Irene. He removed two of her teeth, but surprise, surprise, her gums didn't heal. What? Um, in December, the U.S. Public Health Service issued a report saying that anyone who worked with radium should use extreme safety precautions, but this was not shared with the girls. Oh, no. 1924. Dr. Barry began seeing more and more of the girls, um, and as he removed their teeth, he strongly believed that their conditions had to do with their jobs. Um, however, USRC put out a statement saying that the job was completely safe. Um, this, understandably, outraged the girls, but they didn't know what could be done, especially since Catherine had already complained. Yeah. Um, but nothing happened. Throughout New Jersey, um, a lot of the doctors were perplexed by the strange cases they were seeing, um, but they did not compare notes or talk to each other, which makes a little bit of sense. Like, it, I don't know how far apart they were, that it, yeah. maybe that was challenging, but, like, not even a little bit talk to each other. Well, um, I mean, I feel like that unless doctors are in the same office. Yeah. If you have your own private practice, who why, are you? Why? Like, but I guess if there's like, I don't know, but yeah, they, they there was no communication well, between doctors and probably men. So yeah. They probably got a lot, a lot of ego too. Yeah. Um. So no one knew how widespread the issue really was. Yeah. Um. Hazel visited Dr. Theodora Blum, um, who put the pieces together and said that she was most likely suffering from radium poisoning, and yeah. she was admitted to the hospital. Upon their doctor's concerns, more and more girls quit their jobs at USRC, um, causing the executives to finally launch an investigation to see if there was anything dangerous going on. So in March, Roeder, who is the president, um, contacted Dr. Cecil Drinker and his wife, yet another Catherine, um, and they were willing to look into the case. Meanwhile, Grace was admitted to the hospital for a series of x-rays, showing that her jaw was infected. She had one procedure after another, but nothing was working. In April, the drinkers toured the plant and concluded that they needed to do a much more comprehensive study. Um, and so their second investigation took place in May, and they observed that no one seemed to be aware of the dangers of radium. They examined 25 girls in the plant, and um, they all seemed to be glowing with traces of radium on their skin, even after trying to wash it off. The drinkers gave their final report to the vice president in June, who shared it with the Department of Labor. But they did not share the whole report, just the medical summary of the girls that showed their blood was normal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, however, um, Hazel had just gotten worse, and Dr. Blum wrote to USRC asking them to pay for some of her treatment. Um, but USRC has the drinker report, and they were like, uh, no, we're not responsible for this because there's nothing wrong here. 
Um, in July, Catherine decided to visit Dr. Blum as well, um, since her pain had only gotten worse. Quinta was also experiencing more pain, and one of her legs seemed to be shorter than the other. In September, um, Dr. Blum made a report about jaw necrosis and made a reference to Hazel's case of radium jaw, which was the first time that was ever really mentioned. And this could have been a groundbreaking claim, but no one seemed to notice. Um, Hazel was released from the hospital on Thanksgiving Day, but she was still in a lot of pain. Um, and on December 9th, Hazel died at age 25. Wow. In February of 1925, um, Marguerite... Carlo found a lawyer willing to take on her case, um, which was a lawsuit against USRC for $1 million, um, and Hazel's family later joined that. In fear of a situation similar to that of USRC, Radium Dial in Illinois decided to have some of their employees medically tested. This did not include Catherine Wolfe, who had experienced pain in her joints. Mm. Um, none of the girls ever saw their medical results, um, which were sent directly to the corporation, and lip pointing was banned in New Jersey, but the girls in Ottawa still practiced it. Um, they were pretty much unaware of everything that had been happening. Wow. Back in New Jersey, um, Roder was facing pressure to publish the full drinker report, um, but he didn't want to. Because despite what the vice president had told the Department of Labor, the drinkers had actually determined that radium was dangerous and none of the women had fully normal blood. Jeez, so the blood just, report wasn't just, even real? We're just going to let that sink in for a minute. Wow. Yeah. It has to be getting into their blood, especially if their wounds aren't healing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so with all this pressure, Rotor turned to Dr. Frederick Flynn, and you should remember his name for later. Frederick Flynn. Um, who was a professor who specialized in industrial hygiene. Um, Flynn toured the orange plant, examined the girls. It's also important to note that, like, a lot of the girls in the story have left the plant. So he's not seeing Grace and Catherine and Quinta. Like, they're not at the... He's just right. looking at what the girls who are literally there, who are the ones who are healthy. Because right. they would have left. If they're too sick to work, yeah. then you're not going to see them. Um, but, so, Grace and Quinta's conditions were not improving. They kept racking up medical bills. Uh, Marguerite was admitted to the hospital, and Dr. Hoffman realized that radium poisoning was causing her condition. What? So, Jeez, I'm surprised. The, the big revelation was that radium was relatively harmless in small amounts, like um, someone told the girls earlier, but the girls were ingesting radium day after day for years on end, yeah. making it much more dangerous. So, like, if I lip-pointed one time, I would have radium, but it wouldn't probably be as catastrophic as doing dial after dial after dial, stick basically just sucking on the brush all day for every single day. <laughs> They're turning them into, yeah. like, mini golf zombies. Yeah. So, around the same time, um, a national investigation into the use of radium had begun. Good. And um, there is an investigator whose name is... I'm guessing this is probably Sven. Kjar. Yeah, so um, that... Kjar. Okay. Kjar. Sven Kjar. Um, he was sent to investigate Radium Dial in Illinois. So at the Chicago office, um, he noticed that the lab workers were given things like lead screens to protect them from the radium. Um, but at the Ottawa plant, which is where the girls were working, 
um, he noticed all the girls were practicing lip pointing. So, in one place, they're protected. In the other place, they're just sticking it in their mouths. Wait, the the one place that they're protected, what are they, is that, um, so are they dial said, painters? Or are they they're not the dial paint? painters, I believe they're making the paint. Okay. And I believe they're also mostly dudes. Because, yeah. Well, um, but all of a sudden, the Bureau of Labor Statistics halted the investigation, potentially because they, like, didn't have enough money to continue it. Um, but even though he had a short time, Kiar, mm-hmm. Kiar, um, he still managed to determine radium was dangerous. But Good. no one told the girls. Because why would you do that? Well, they don't need to know. They, they wouldn't yeah. understand. They wouldn't understand. They're just stupid girls. Mm-hmm. So, back in New Jersey, Catherine, Quinta, and Grace, among other girls, were tested by Dr. Martland, who was the new medical examiner, and he was interested in their cases. Mm-hmm. The test showed they were all radioactive. <gasps> radioactive. I got that singing. <laughs> um, which gave them that much more motivation to fight for their case. Um, but they were going... Uh, but they started running into trouble due to statute of limitations. It had been years since they worked at USRC. Oh. Um, and on top of that, they barely had any money because they all had a ton of medical bills. Well, but could they argue that... No. The, I was the book goes murder. The, well... Because murder, I was told, doesn't have a statute of limitations. The book goes into a lot more of the legal details. Yeah. I have just omitted them oh. for clarity. I just wasn't sure if they could take, like, a murder stance for the lady who died. Molly? Um, yeah. Mo- well, there's a bunch of ladies who died. Mm. Molly was <laughs> Molly was the first. Okay. Um, but so, anyways, the lawyers were like, we don't even want to take on the case because USRC is wealthy, well-connected. Like, we're going to lose. Why would we even take it? Mm. Um, it's also important to note, Von Sahaki was tested for radiation and displayed very high levels, higher than the girls. I bet. Um... Finally, the full drinker report was published in August, so that okay. the full thing finally did come out. Okay. Um, and on December 26th, Marguerite Carlo died at age 24. Mm. Um, so now there, she was the one, the first one who started bringing a case, and Hazel's family had joined it. Got it. Um, but she is now dead. In 1926, um, the cases of Marguerite and Hazel were settled out of court. Each family got financial compensation, okay. but. It didn't really make a dent in the medical bills they had. Oh. Um, meanwhile, Radium Dial in Illinois introduced glass pens as an alternative to the brushes. Um, okay. So they didn't have to put the brushes in their mouths. However, they did not make them mandatory. And many of the girls found them awkward, hard to handle. And they, they were told, choose which you think is, which you want, which is more efficient. And they still don't know... That it's poison. They don't know that it's poison. They're paid per dial, and so they're not going to choose the thing that's awkward and clumsy. They're going to choose what they know that's efficient, and so they stuck with the lip pointing. In May, back in New Jersey, Grace went to Henry Gottfried, who was a lawyer, who wrote... Gottfried? Probably. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You know what? Unless he fell into a fryer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, so he wrote to USRC threatening a lawsuit unless they responded. And okay. USRC's lawyer was like, okay, how much does Grace want to settle for? And so he was like, $67,000. And USRC was like, mm, no, unless you bring a lawsuit. Um, and Gottfried was like, uh, no. And so we dropped the case. Jeez. Yeah. So in June, 
Dr. Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote to the drinkers and said he agreed with their report, namely that the paint was the cause of the girls' conditions. Yeah. In July, he um, connected with Grace and examined her and told her that her blood was perfect and there was nothing wrong with her. Uh, More and more publications came out saying radium wasn't harmful, everything was fine. And Dr. Flynn even made a report saying there was no hazard in painting the dials. Okay. So we're just going to, like, digest that real fast. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of the girls' jaws fell out? Um, I don't know. Only the one? Um, that was, I mean, so far. Right. That that was one that has been reported in the book. Okay. Because maybe they should send that jaw to the, uh, RC, whatever. USRC. Yeah, that. And be like, this isn't because of your paint. Well, um, so anyway, him in a bat so, of radium. Hmm? Huh? Throw him in a bat of radium. Oh, okay. Um, so his report was a literal lie because he told. Wait, so he said, "I agree. This is killing these ladies." Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but his report gave USRC the proof they needed to show they had no responsibility for the girls' conditions. Jeez. Um, so, in 1927, after having several of her cases dismissed, Grace visited lawyer Raymond H. Berry, um, different from the Dr. Berry. Okay. They're two different people, and they're spelled different. Um, so he interviewed Von Sahaki and told Grace and Catherine that he would take their case. Okay. Grace's formal complaint was filed on May 18th. She was seeking $3.4 million. Um, and then, ultimately, um, some of the other women came together. So, it was Grace, Catherine, Quinta, Albina, and Edna okay. were the women. So, remembering Grace's previ- com- previous complaint and hoping to quickly move on, USRC proposed to offer the $67,000 settlement. Mm, that she asked the first time. Um, and Grace was like, mm, absolutely not. Go on! <laughs> um, and so, Barry kept looking into the case, and specifically, Dr. Flynn, who examined many of the girls and told them there was nothing wrong. Now, guess what? Hmm. There was no record of him being issued a license to practice medicine. His degree was in philosophy. Dr. Flynn was not actually a medical doctor. Yeah. He, he had a PhD, but he was not a doctor. Um, so, ultimately, the trial date was set for January 12th, 1928. So the following year. And Barry still had to figure out a way to prove that radium was killing the girls. Because there wasn't, like, definitive proof, but, like, everything's starting to line up. Yeah. Um, so over in Ottawa, Ella Cruz was starting to feel tired. She had pains in her jaw. Um, at the end of August, she was admitted to the hospital, and she died on September 4th. Meanwhile, in Orange, Molly, mm-hmm. um, so who had supposedly died from syphilis, was removed from her grave for further testing. There was... Literally no evidence of syphilis, but an overwhelming amount of radioactivity. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if they could have just, like, stood over her grave with a Geiger account. They pro- like, and... <laughs> they, they, were, they, were, they could stand from, like, ten feet away and be like, mm, look at that. Mm. Um, so in November, Ella Eckert was admitted to the hospital with the same symptoms as the other girls, and she died from a sarcoma on December 13th. We are cutting the episode here, um, post-recording, as I 
figured. Um, it is too long to be one episode. I, you know, actually, let us know if we have an episode that's like two hours, um, unedited. Would you rather that be split into two episodes or just edited down and made into one episode? It would not be under an, like it would be definitely over an hour, like yeah. close to two hours. But do you prefer having it all at once? Or having it split in between two weeks because that would actually be really informative. In this case, three weeks. I'm really sorry oh, to tell yeah, you. Oh, yeah, okay. So next week we're taking our annual Thanksgiving break. Yes. Um, so Sunday. there won't be an episode next week. So you have so to So you wait. have to come back in two weeks for the rest of this episode. I'm so I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I know. But like, hopefully I will cut this in a place where it's not like, or maybe I should leave it on a cliffhanger place yeah Listen, so that to, to make you showing up here we were like or pre- prior to actually gonna start recording we were like oh maybe it'll be one episode yeah no uh no, no it no, is not no, no. it just is not but you know it's okay um so anyways there will be no episode next week but there will be an episode the following week which is the second half of this episode which has some really important stuff in it there's links down in the description for websites and various yes. information on if you want to look and do some research of your own. We yeah. explain exactly what those links are in the next in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but but just if you're if you interested wanna, now, yeah. Um, also, you should check out our Instagram now. Um, we have photos on there. This week's photos are not going to be, um, directly be related, but they're going to be of us, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah, we look pretty cool, so. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're really um, great at taking pictures of ourselves. Yeah, so. and you can see those great pictures on our yeah, Instagram, which yeah. is at the true sleuths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, if you, um. Email us. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can email us. It's the truth sleuthspod at gmail.com. We, um, uh, will not give you information of the second half of the episode until it comes out so don't come asking for spoilers but if you have opinions or any other stories that Mm -hmm. you want us to touch base like if you like this format yeah want us like suggestions yeah to to cover another story that is similar or different or whatever we are open to suggestions yes absolutely always oh yeah we're we're suggestions about everything dms are always open our email is always open we both have will be able to read them you know what else is always open our Facebook. Oh yeah, always if, open, if, if never you... checked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's that's good. That's good. But our YouTube, our YouTube oh, is. Look at the puppy. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, our YouTube is also always open for you to yeah. get get some different content yeah. from us, like not our episodes, our vlogs. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully more will be coming That's also soon. the truth, Luth. But on that note... You will hear us in, in two, two weeks. weeks for the second half of this episode. Bye. <laughs>